Jimmy, the cleats got to come to an end. They always do. I know you say you take your kids to school now. What is next for Jimmy Smith? I tried to immediately take some workshops and look at franchising and start, you know, getting into afterlife. But it was like, eh, kind of like the weights. Like, eh, I'll get to it. Like, I'm not in no rush. There's no rush to do it. But, you know, somebody also told me, like, do something you love now. You know, it's, it's difficult to find that out, figure out what you really love after you've been doing something you've been, you love for a long time. So it's kind of like I'm going to give my, myself some time to figure it out what it is that I truly want to do. And it's intercepted by Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey is without a doubt in the conversation to be the best corner in football. <laughs>
introduce up. Speaking on one team, I actually, before I did this, I looked up your initial draft class. And I was just like, it's crazy how many guys, some guys go on to sign big deals with other teams. Some guys just don't make it out. I think from someone, you know, before I got in the NFL, it seems like it's one team paying one team's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. But getting in the league and you see for one team to stick around for 10 years, it shows so much willing really for the player. How does it feel for you to have only worn one jersey in this league? It feels amazing. Um, that's kind of one, of one of the things I'm most proud of is that I, I stuck it out here. Also, I mean, the Ravens have something to do with that too. I had some ups and downs and they stuck with me as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when I got hurt back at what, 14, when I was getting signed again, I never really thought about getting a, a bigger contract. It was always about staying here. And I think it's just being a Leo, I'm just super loyal. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's one of the more prouder things I am for, of being, being a Raven, sticking it through all 11 years. Yeah. So did you ever, was there ever a, even a small thought of ever leaving here? Was it always just like, this is home, this is family? This well, is the year before, too, I think what, your fourth year, maybe your third year, um, when I was signing another one-year deal, I had some other offers that you know, weren't crazy, but they're a little bit better than the Ravens. But wow, I just committed here. I was home like, was really, you know, it's home. We're locked in. We're going. So consistently playing, I know you've, I mean, early on in your career, you won a Super Bowl. What was something, I'm curious, was there anything that from your rookie year to your last year, I know there's from rule changes to this and that. Is there anything that you can think of that was just like a really big change? Is just as far as just how the building was, how the teams were. You know, you've been with Ray and those guys. You've, you've seen so yeah. many different eras of teams. Is there anything that sticks out? As you get older, I guess Hardball got a little bit, a little tiny bit softer. Not, not much. Like, he's still <laughs> still, but, you know, he's warmer still right now. Like, he, he's, you know, other than that, nothing really has changed much. You get the same type of uh, good-hearted ball players that, you know, not choir boys, but, like, Good, good people that get after and work hard. So it's like that, that culture always remains. I know you and Harbaugh were really close. What's kind of something that, you know, between you and him, that kind of that made you guys so close? Like I remember one point you told me sometimes you would just reach out to Harb, just talk about life, not even about football. What was something about Harbaugh that's just, and as it, actually, honestly, as I've gotten older, I've really gotten like closer to Harbaugh <laughs> myself. Like I remember, I'm not gonna lie, like early on, I was just like, Bro, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and then as I've grown on, I, I've really started to grow more love for Harbaugh in, in the offseason, just have just a conversation, not even about ball. And so uh, what, what was that uh, with you, with Harbaugh? Harbaugh just, you know, he always challenged me. He always, uh, he was always there for me, you know, making sure we're, you know, heads on straight. I went, like I said earlier, I went through a whole lot of stuff. And during that time, he was, he was there for me. And, you know, as a player, you you always look up to your coaches as role models, as mentors. So you kind of watch somebody for 11 years and you see the, what he teaches, the lessons they put out. And if he walks it or he just talks it, and he's a person that walks it. He's actually who he says he is. He's very honest. Yeah. He will tell I you if you're that. getting burnt that. up. He'll tell you if you're acting out. You know, he'll tell you all those things. I just remember, remember one story, like, and I've never sagged again. I got on the plane one time and Harbaugh just, and this is when I was young too. He, gets, he got on the plane, he said, he looked at me, he looked at me like, Jimmy. I was like, yeah, what's up? And he was just like, your pants, like, it's gross, grow up. And I'm just like, oh. And from that day, I'm like, I'm never going to sag again. That was embarrassing. But it was like small things like that, little, little things like that that helped me grow up, become a man, more mature. Um, 
but watching him, watching those lessons, watching him teach, it just it, it rubs off on you. Yeah. Back to kind of switching gears a little bit to football. You've had obviously a lot of years you know, playing in this league. I know you, know, you had a huge game-winning play in the Super Bowl. Is there besides that play? Is there another play that kind of just sticks out? I mean, there's I can think of a lot myself when you had two picks against the Browns. There's, I mean, it goes on and on. But is there a, a certain play or a couple plays that you just remember that just stick out that you'll just feel like you'll never forget? Yeah, but they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the worst I've ever been beaten was by Amari Cooper. <laughs> I think I told you this. He told me that one. He hit me on. I had a confidence second down. I made a play on like a slant. He and like batted it down. And then they come that third down. So I'm cocky in his face. And this is fresh off the list, Frank, too. I was just being silly. And he hit me on a post corner. Post corner yeah. And mm-hmm. he was already on the corner. And I was still reacting to the post and caught the ball and just took straight off down the sideline. And the reason that sticks out, because I've never been beat that bad. I, I didn't know what to do. I ran off the sideline. I was just like, whoa. That's never even happened in college. Like, it's never happened in practice. It was just one of those plays. Um, on a good play, one play that kind of goes. It was a great play that, you know, at that time I was upset, but it was a play that um, in the Denver Broncos game, we had that returner had taken two back on us already, and they were kicking it deep to him. And I remember Coach Jerry was like, y'all go out there and, like, make a play. And we went down there, and I ended up tackling him down at the five, and I ended up kind of changing the tie in the overtime. So it was, like, another huge play that I always remember that kind of, just untalked. You know, being that I came in, you were kind of like my mentor. I'm, I'm curious to ask you, when you were, you know, rookie second year, who's kind of that guy you looked up to that kind of helped you kind of pave the way for your career? We had multiple guys coming in during that time. And I think Webby was like maybe the oldest. So Webby was kind of the guy I leaned on the most. Um, but then when Weddle got here, I learned from Weddle a lot. Steve Smith, weirdly, somebody I really like looked up to, like, Taught me a lot in practice, taught me about, you know, just covering and all that. And, you know, he's Steve, he keeps it honest. So, you know, people like those type of players I kind of looked up to wasn't necessarily somebody in my position. I don't even know if you remember this, actually. We were, I guess this was my third year. And I think you were hurt or something had happened. And I'm in the hotel. We were playing the Browns. And the, the game plan, I was going to match Odell. And I'm like sitting in my hotel room. And like I, you call me, I'm like, why did Jimmy call me on Saturday night? And I answer, and you're like, bro, you ready? And I'm like, ready for what? He's like, bro, the game, I know you're matching up. And then you started telling me about how you used to do that. And I just remember, you're like, it's going to be, you're going to be tired. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I felt like, I felt like then it was like, you put a lot of trust in me to like, I felt, I was confident I could do it, mm-hmm. but you really helped me with confidence going into that game. And then. I went to sleep that night and I was like, really just, my mindset was just like, yo, I really got to do this. I got to do this. And so I appreciate you for that. But that was just one of the, the biggest things that, that stuck out to me, just being a young guy. And, you know, the, I, I felt like I had. That the day. <laughs> that was that, that day. <laughs> that was that day, but that was okay. your fault. You had hey, me that hey, gassed hey, up. Hey. So either way, it was, it was a good, I just remember having so many vets in my room, like, Eric Weddle, Webby, you, B. Carr, and I'm just like, and it's weird now because it's like, there's not those guys because I'm that guy. So I, uh, funny you say that because 
you know, when you're young, I, I heard that a lot too. Like, hey, we're going to, you know, this turns over quickly. And, and this team is already like, I don't know half the people on it. You know, like who's number 49? <laughs> I'm watch it. But it turns over so quickly. So you kind of, the, the core people do stay. So when they say like core, you're going to be here. Ronnie's going to be here. So you guys keep tradition, traditions alive. You keep the organization strong by you guys following that. Um, reaching out to players and, and making sure they're ready to go, like kind of on your shoulders a little bit. That's one thing that the older guys really, they took it upon them when I first got here. All the vets, it just seemed like it was a vet-ran team. Like they kind of did it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and being a young guy, seeing it, it was like, oh, wow. Like, I've, never, I've never watched players control it the way they did. Yeah. You know, like hard, obviously Harbaugh ran the show, but like the players really yeah. control I think it is crazy how it works when you get older and then it's like, even stuff like turf, I just remember guys would be like, man, that turf hurts. Oh. Being a young guy, I'm like, bro, loved this turf is great. Loved like, it. In high school, college, loved it. Now, yeah, like after my fourth year, after a few injuries, I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. And the crazy thing is just you don't even realize it. By next year, you'll be like starting to feel it in your back a little bit. I know, that's where I'm at. So I don't think it's that safe, quite honestly, watching, watching the kid go down, uh, number yeah. three from the Giants. Like, yeah, if it's that. Man, we should all move to grass. Yeah, I'm it's happy just they, they it's so many it's just so many little things that I've heard you say and other guys say, and it's just like you just can't see it. And now That's I'm like true. on your six. <laughs> I'm like, guys, the turf is a little it's a little it's a little rough, but it, it's crazy to see. As you so obviously same division, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Cleveland, and then Bengals. Out of those three teams, who was who was your favorite rival? To go it's up about against. Steelers, no question. No question. Now, the tougher rival, weirdly, was Cincinnati. See, they kind of had our yeah. number for a stretch. Yeah, they had some good, they had good players. They always have good players, good team, but it's, it's division game. And all numbers, all records go out during the division game. I think our worst year, we had five wins, and two of them wins, we swept the Steelers. And I don't know what the Steelers' record that year was, but it was definitely better than ours. But, like, everything goes out the window when you're when you're playing, playing a division game. But the Steelers game was by far my favorite game, always. I know you and AJ had a lot of matchups. You and AB had a lot of matchups. When you were going into those, that's all I was like, when I first came, that's all I heard about. It's like, I felt like AB was the hardest guy to guard. And you were like, I kind of lock it, lock him out. I'm just <laughs> like, that's crazy. What, what was your mindset going into those games? Because, I mean, you had some iconic matchups with both of those guys. I really just studied the crap out of them, to be honest. Everything they did. Every route, what route the quarterback liked throwing to him the most. And it's usually in, in those rivalries for, for AB, he's a smaller guy, so obviously they can't really see through me. So I'm thinking stops and back shoulders and slants. Like I never wanted to give AB space. He's yeah. too quick. Like I watched him my rookie year do Kerry Williams so bad that he kind of put fear in me. I was like, oh, wow, did you see? Like how he, I got to go against him. And I remember Matt, he came to me one day, like, like my third year, and I was like, you ready to lock up AB? I'm like, all right, like follow <laughs> around, you know, okay. <laughs> but it ended up being, I just went out there confident and just tried to be more physical than he is. I knew he was going to make plays, but I ended up going and having a great game, and that just propelled my confidence going against him. Did you have a favorite, a favorite guy to go up against or, or somebody that you just felt like was one of the toughest matchups that you had? My toughest matchup, De DeAndre Hopkins. Because it's, it's a physical battle, and obviously Very rules have changed. Battle. He can be more physical than you. You can't really grab this guy. Like, they're going to flag you. But I'm not saying, taking nothing away from his skill. He toasted me. Like he, but it's like, it wasn't just straight speed or like he had better out running that day. It was just a good day. But 
he's he ended up being a, a tougher opponent for me. Even watching him on the film, I don't really, you know, sometimes you see somebody on the film, you're like, okay, all right, we're going to get after it. And then you get out there in the game, he's like, what? This is the same guy? This is the same guy? My rookie year against San Diego, they had, I can't even think of his name. He's number 80, um, Malcolm Floyd. So Malcolm Floyd kind of looked, and I was a cocky little rookie. Like, so Malcolm Floyd kind of looked, you know, like not that fast. Yeah. They had Malcolm, they had uh, uh, Vincent Jackson, rest in peace, and, and Malcolm Floyd. And I remember seeing Malcolm Floyd, like, okay, like we know about Vincent, but Malcolm Floyd, I'm like, okay, but he was sneaky. This man torched me this game. At home, have all my family come to this game oh, in San God, Diego. But it was like, it was that after that, I was like, all right, you can't take anybody for granted. You can't just look at somebody like, oh, he's slow. You can't, you know what I mean? But he, he gave me a, a good little, little whooping. Yeah. I've, you always got to respect everybody. Right. It, when you, it just turns into a long game if you don't. It can get bad. Obviously, um, you played in a lot of the same stadiums. Favorite stadium to play in? Oh, I like the Chiefs. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs Stadium. Chiefs Stadium. It's pretty, they're close. Yeah. There's a lot of stadiums that are just almost too close. You were there. Yes. Was he, when we went 17, when we tied them and they beat us in overtime at yeah. their stadium, I think the first time Lamar was playing them. Yeah, that was. That game was. That random Mahomes throw yeah. up? Was that the. That was, was the screen pass of CJ. Oh, lost in overtime. Gosh. It was just, that, that game was extremely loud. Like, and I was like, maybe the second time I've been in that stadium, I just kind of, I like how they have the chant. They got the, oh, oh yeah. Any, yeah. any, any, any stadium that kind of has something in unison, kind of like Texas A&M does this. Like, thing, any any yeah, stadium that has like something that. that they do in unison, I think it's pretty cool. All right. Seattle. See, I like Seattle, Seattle's. Seattle's I nice. like their stadium look. Yeah. I like their stadium look. They're, it is surprisingly loud. And it's not even closed in. I feel like the back part is open. Mm -hmm. Or has a weird... Well, in the old, the old Heinz field, but I don't know what they're changing the name to. Oh, talking about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's. I right. never liked the grass there, but... I love, I love playing there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my favorite place to play. Um... Ravens fans, you've had the same fans consistently. How would you describe Ravens fans? Honest, brutally honest. They will tell you <laughs> about your performance. No problems. But yeah. they live and die for their Ravens. You know, like I go around now and like this morning, I was putting air in my tire and, you know, I got nervous. I see a car parked and he parked weirdly by himself. I'm like, ah, antenna's up. <laughs> like, I'm just pumping the gas looking and then he hops out and he looks at me and I'm just like and, and I got less I was comfortable when I seen him hop out he hopped out in a suit but he was just staring at me but then when I pulled in when I got I got up I looked over at there's another guy with a Ravens hat on and just kind of looking at me and then I just kind of looked over at another guy I'm like why is these dudes looking at me I tried to go back and he goes Jimmy and I'm just like hey <laughs> what's up he's just like hey man we love you this like love you know what I mean they come up took pictures and I'm always showing love but uh, they really, they really love you out here. They love the Ravens. That's why I ain't left yet. <laughs> <laughs> they love the Ravens. Jimmy, the cleats got to come to an end. They always do. I know you say you take your kids to school now. Mm. What is next for Jimmy Smith? Next is just traveling, like traveling spending time well. with the family. Um, I tried to immediately take some workshops and look at franchising and start, you know, 
getting into afterlife, but it was like, ah, kind of like the weights, like, eh, I'll get to it. Like, I'm not in no rush. There's no rush to do it. You know, it's not a need for anything. Um, but, you know, somebody also told me, like, do something you love now. You know, it's, it's difficult to find that out or figure out what you really love after you've been doing something you've been, you love for a long time. So it's kind of like I'm going to give my, myself some time to figure it out what it is that I truly want to do. Man, figure out something to do after you do something you've already loved. I like it. Jimmy, thank you for your time. Enjoy retirement and find that love.